Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen as some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident, D.C. resident, Razo Marani, uh, joined, really? as always, by my good friends, the New Yorker and your typical resident asshole, Bryce Holds, Emmy and Cusick, respectively. Guys, how are we doing tonight? <laughs> fucking nailed it, Raz. Uh, I think I did a good job. Listen, after over a hundred and however many weeks of listening to you do this, I think I've gotten it down pat. He's studied this. He, Bro, he, I, had, I, I mean, he was automatic with that. It's this is one twenty four, isn't it? Or one twenty five? It's one of the two. I think it's one twenty five. I think it's one twenty five. IWH is really almost old enough to drink. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near true. It depends on what family you're in, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm give my two and a half year old some some honey. <laughs> You know, European families, they just be giving their kids wine at dinner like it's no big deal. I know I'm setting myself up to jokes here, but my dad did used to slip me drinks when I, when I was a little kid. Just at like two sips. and a half? Just little sips. Like, I wouldn't be drinking full beers or Wait, anything like that. You Wait, were, you were sipping at two and a half? Uh, I don't know if two and a half necessarily, but I, when I was a kid. I know when I'm your mom? Up, I know I'm setting myself up for jokes with you guys, so. We can, yeah, when your, you mo- when your mom was out. Wait, you can incriminate him because he's a lawyer. He can get out of it. True. True. That is true. Dude, when your mom was out with her friends and she was, she told you, okay, you need to give Ian the baby formula. That's mixing the powder with the water. He was like, yeah, I got it. And he just said, no, fuck that. Have a bud. Yeah, that no, sounds no, like no, Boston. Not, not, not bud. My dad, my dad's classier than that. Well, what, what, what would he give you? You know what? I'm, I'm just not going to incriminate my dad any further. He, let's let's he, just... Ian was Ian was sucking on clam chowder popsicles as a kid. Fuck. Ugh. I can see that. I fucking hate clam chowder. Clam chowder Campbell's soup, dog. Oh, that shit's gross. Oh, it's so bad, dog. Mm. Tastes like the wet wet sand at the shore of the beach. That shit, that shit tastes I, like a paper okay, towel. So I used to work at a restaurant, and um, I was a dishwasher for the most part. And at the end of at the end of the shift, because I usually worked late afternoons into the nights, uh, I'd have to clean out all the like the crocks full of a uh, you know the soups of the day. And every time I had to clean the the chowder, I felt like I would be about to throw up because the smell of it would permeate into my nostrils and just implant itself. And it was the nastiest thing ever, because it was a thing of clam chowder that was just sitting there, and no one ate the clam chowder. I maybe three people ever got the clam chowder when I worked there. So it would be like old clam chowder that had been sitting in like warm, it just been sitting in heat. I, yeah, remember, I hate Remember we shit. talked about sports on this show? No, not at all. We are now. Why would we talk about sports? True. I mean, you're, you're a food podcast, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm walking here is like you're walking to a restaurant, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's the vision, you know? I'm walking into the elevator to go down and get my DoorDash. <laughs> I'm walking to the deli to get some gabagool. 
Um, so, uh, NFL, yeah. Yeah, that, Football. that, that does exist. Hell, America. Thank you, Bryce. It does. It really does exist. Um, do we talk about, do you guys want to talk about the prior games or the Christmas game first? Uh, let's, let's go in chronological order. So let's talk about last week and then today. Uh, you know what? I'm a, I'm, we, we're not going to skip it. We're just going to go right into it. I don't care if it was a fluke loss. Rams, you're, you're, no. See ya. Hey, no, be nice to the Rams. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. No one wins, no one wins from this game. The Rams are now the jokes of the NFL. The Jets just butt fumbled their tank. Actually, you know what? Someone does win. The Jaguars do win because of this. Because now the Jaguars win. Well, listen, listen, listen. Everyone, everyone slips up every now and then. I still think the Rams are the best team in that division. No, absolutely. Not. I'll I'll get into that later because the Rams do play Seattle for the division this week. So well, I'll get into that later. But I still I still think they're better than the Seahawks. You know, they the might Seahawks are questionable than the Seahawks. But my the thing about this is like that's a loss to the Jets. They did not look good. Even if no. it was a fluke loss, you cannot be playing like that against a team like the Jets, who should have lost this game and should have been 0-16 to end this season. This should have been the worst season in NFL history for a team. And this Rams team, they were lucky this was a three-point game. Yeah. They were struggling all game long on offense. And the thing is, is that I, I can pinpoint why exactly this happened. So, I looked into it after the game on Sunday. Did you know that Jared Goff under pressure has a 42 passer rating? That's uh, terrible. 42 passer rating. If if your quarterback has a 42 passer rating in any sort of context, that's not good. Yeah, that's a problem. But the Jets were able to get constant pressure on them, you know. The defense was giving them fit. I mean, listen, we all know. That as bad as the Jets have looked at times, they've been very competitive at other times, and they could very easily well have not walked into that game with zero wins. So I, I feel like they were due, but for a team as good as the Rams are, that's that's an inexcusable performance to put up. So they, they need mean, to figure out this Jared Goff problem. I but, mean, here's the thing: they lost to a team that intentionally threw a game on national television. So like. I don't. I can't respect that. I mean, it's tough. But like I said, the Rams—they'll be fine. It's one game. I would still consider them to be a Super Bowl contender. I don't see them as a Super Bowl contender. They're going to be in the playoffs, and they'll probably win a playoff game or two. But yeah, they—they they might have to come to DC. So that might be difficult for Mister. I can't throw the ball under pressure. I but mean, we'll yeah, see. DC uh, you know, would definitely fuck up golf. Um, any, nothing else insanely bad hat? I mean, the Falcons choked again, but that's like a, every nah, Sunday they, what thing else is now. There? I mean, the Bengals beat the Steelers again. Yeah, that was, yeah. that, that was really bad. This, I mean, we, yeah, but how many times can we throw the Steelers on the pad? Like, at this point, it's been every I, single I feel, week. Yes, but I feel like still, this is still a special thing, because this is the Bengals. This is another example of a team, a game where no one really wins. Because the Steelers need to keep winning so that they can win the division. The Bengals should be losing so that they can get a better draft spot. Well, that is true, but the Bengals 
going into that game were locked into the third overall pick, and they're still going to pick third. And then the team that's right above them, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, the Texans, who don't even have the first-round pick. So, uh, obviously, the Bengals need to pick an offensive lineman. Uh, And if the Dolphins even... I guess the Texans finish with a worse record than them. The Texans and Bengals actually play each other this week, funnily enough. But if they were to win that game, hypothetically, I I think they'd be fine with the Dolphins picking above them. Because it's not like the Dolphins need an offensive lineman. Or at least a tackle like the Bengals. I mean, when you're in position for an offensive lineman, winning's not going to really... Like, it doesn't matter. You know what you're doing. You're going to get an offensive lineman. It's not a big deal. Because, like, really, who who of the, like, the big four offensive linemen even played that bad this year, truthfully? I mean, look at look at Becton for the Jets. I mean, obviously the Jets are terrible, but Becton is a bright spot of that team. Mm-hmm. I would say on the Bucks. I mean... Worfs has been okay. Worfs has been, been already. He's been really good against some really good edge rushers, and then he's been really bad against some really not great edge guys. So he's been good when he needs to be. Uh, Thomas I, has been hit or miss as well. I was going to say, every time I watch Andrew Thomas, he's either awful or really good. Like, he was great on Sunday night. Not that it meant anything, but he was great on Sunday night against Miles Garrett, of all people. It's a bright spot. I mean, being good against Miles Garrett means something, especially as a rookie. Yeah, I think Andrew Thomas, you know, maybe a little bit raw, but uh, he'll be fine. Yeah, but we um, knew Thomas was going to be raw coming out of college. That is true. A bit of a project pick, but I hope it works out for the Giants. Other than that, I don't really see much out of this week. Honestly, though, I am a bit disappointed in D.C., what you I mean, you you expected a Dwayne Haskins master class? I expect not necessarily, but I expected a win. I I didn't. I I picked us to lose the game. I mean, if if Dwayne Haskins is playing, we're we're not gonna win. You know, God help us this week with Dwayne Haskins. But I wasn't expecting it to be that bad. Is Dwayne Haskins even gonna play, or is he gonna get disciplined? I'm pretty no. sure he's suspended, isn't he? Nope. He was fined forty thousand dollars, and he is no longer a team captain. But he is in position to start on Sunday against Carolina. What the fuck was he a team captain? He was voted as a team captain by his peers. Really? Uh-huh. And he lost his starting job four weeks into the season. Um, I mean, I don't know if they're going to go with Smith or not. Smith seems questionable, right? When, I, when Alex comes back, he will be the starter. It's just that they're being extremely cautious with the well, injury yeah. because it's on the bad Obviously. leg, so... I I don't know how I feel about DC. I feel like I feel like the Giants and DC both got their couple weeks in the spotlight, and now everyone's like, mm. I mean, the Giants game got flexed to Sunday night. Yeah, beat the Seahawks. I mean, I do think if Daniel Jones played in that game, it might have gone a little different. Uh, I disagree. I think if Bradbury played in that game, it goes a little different. That's true. That was probably yeah, the biggest mistake. I think having your Pro Bowl corner might be a little important, but... Man, everyone has been hyping up Baker, and he's been playing good, but, like, I don't really buy it. Like, he, like they haven't really played anybody that great. And they're playing the Jets this week, so, like... That's not going to fucking change. The, it, the AFC North really had an easy time this year, and that shows because the fucking Steelers, look how good their record is, and they fucking reek. 
Yeah, I, I haven't been very high on the Browns. I'm never high on Baker, as you guys well know. But uh, their win against the Titans was really impressive to me. And I do think what they've been doing, especially now that Nick Chubb is back, the way they run their offense is not very flashy and it's not very, like, impressive. But it wins games, you know, and they, they, they know Baker's limitations. So they just tell him, you know, make this throw and make that throw and we'll let the running backs do the rest and it works. So... I mean- I, mean, I think the Browns sh- can do some damage in the playoffs. I'm not. I, I I can see them winning a playoff game or two. Maybe a playoff game. It's just like, I mean, they they barely squeaked by the Texans, who are not good this year by any means. They barely squeaked by the Eagles, and that was pre-Hurts. And they won. They literally beat the Jaguars by two. Yeah, I you mean, made very good points. That's just that's not a sign of a good football team to me. I mean, look, good football teams find a way to win, and they have found ways to win, and that is that's objectively good. You're winning games, but like you're not, uh, they're not showing me anything really that's like impressive. I mean, I remember earlier in the year too when they barely squeaked by the Cowboys, who were not playing well at the time at all. They did still have Dak at that time though. Yeah, they almost gave up that huge comeback. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll learn a lot about the Browns week 17 when they play the Steelers, which will likely be for the division. Um, yeah, it most likely will. But as of right now, I, I have a lot of faith. I think the best team in that division is Baltimore. No, I honestly disagree. I think they're all equal, honestly. I think Baltimore is slightly better than Cleveland, only because they swept them. You know, I I am get swept by a team, and you expect me to say you're better when you have to almost the same record. You're one game. Yeah, I yeah, I get what you're saying, and like that's not ridiculous. But I uh, I do not trust any of these teams. I think all of these teams are probably going to make the playoffs, and probably none of them get by the second round. It's going to be so funny when the Steelers are the first two seed to lose to a seventh seed. They're not, they're pro- yeah, they're probably not even going to be a two seed. Yeah, even if they even if they win their division, Buffalo is going to get that two seed at thirteen and three. Oh shit! And that right. Buffalo team is much more deserving. That Buffalo team is good. That is a scary team. That team is going to lose to the Chiefs with grace, and that's tough to do. <laughs> you know, they'll at least keep pace with the Chiefs for the most part until they might they might only lose by like ten or fourteen. You know, I'll, I think they'll keep it within single digits. Mm, pushing it. This Bills team is probably the best built to handle the Chiefs. I think they can beat them. They still lost to them, though. That's the thing. It was early in the season, you know? I, I don't. Mean, the Chiefs are still good. <laughs> I, I, I don't think in the last two months there's been a hotter team than the Buffalo Bills. I'm, a, I'm a, Honestly, I think the Chiefs are better now than they were at the start of the season. Uh, you know the Chiefs. They look a little. They've looked kind of human lately. They've they've obviously won every game sans that Raiders game, but they look rather human in that they a team if they can keep pace. They yeah, play, every that's, team that's they've like, played in the last few weeks has kept pace with them. But that's I don't think that's true though. Right in the last few weeks. <clears throat> They they start a little slow maybe then in like the the middle quarters they're on fire right and they get off to these big leads but what I've seen them do in the last couple of weeks is they they just stop playing at the end of the games and 
they, they allow teams to get back into it and make things interesting. Each of the last two weeks against the Saints and the Dolphins, they got off to huge leads by the time the fourth quarter came around, but then like you know, a couple touchdowns here and there and uh, things become, think about things become interesting again. Well, if that you're right, Roz, but if, if teams keep continuing that trend against the Chiefs, surely eventually something yes. will fall that team's way. I mean, the last time they didn't beat a team by one score was the Jets game, which was what? Yeah, maybe more. Here's the thing. I get what you're saying, and I think a year ago this would matter more to me, but this team knows what they're doing. Yeah. They're experienced. They they won a I mean, they won a regular NFL season ring, and this, I mean, is not one. But, I mean, I, I trust them. Now that they have a ring and they've gone through that AFC, I mean, I, I, I will never forget that 24.1 quarter comeback. I mean, that was, I can't believe that happened. Um, Listen, if the Chiefs are going to come back from 24 down in one quarter, I, I really don't think I have an issue taking them against anybody. Yeah, I'm, not, in, I'm, I'm not saying I no, picked I them to lose. Obviously, I'm not. No one's going to do that. But if somebody like Buffalo can keep pace with them in a the game, then at at the end of the game, it really becomes like a who has the ball last type of ordeal. And I 100 percent trust the Chiefs' offense to get the job done. But a team as talented offensively as Buffalo might be able to pull something. Maybe I. Buffalo's definitely found more of a rhythm offensively than they had when they played the Chiefs. Josh Allen came into his own, and they needed that. I'm, I'm glad to see Josh Allen succeeding. He's been a lot of fun to watch. You know, everyone saw him coming out of college. He was like this really inaccurate passer who could just throw the ball 70 yards, but now he can throw the ball 70 yards, mm-hmm. and he can actually hit a receiver. I give a lot of credit to Diggs as well. I mean, we knew Diggs was good. He was always good. But that that addition. I mean, I think as soon as I saw they made that move, I'm like, yeah, this team's this team's a contender now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all come together really nicely. How about the fucking Vikings, man? They keep getting gifted these gods at wide receiver. Yeah, that's not very fair. It's hilarious because the Jefferson pick was with the first round pick the Bills gave them for yeah. Diggs. So it's, it was literally a direct replacement. Yeah, it's it's not very common. You see trades where both sides win, and I mean, the Bills are a team that are trying to win now, so they get a top wide receiver in Diggs. The Vikings are building for the future. They got Jefferson right now, and he's as close to a number one option. As yeah, they replaced Stefan Diggs receiver. with Stefan Diggs with a Hall of Fame dancing badge. Speaking of the Vikings, some shit went down. On Christmas? On Christmas. See, here's the thing. We knew the Vikings weren't going to beat the Saints, but uh, we need to give our hats off to Kamara. Oh, my goodness. Six touchdowns of the NFL game. That running back is fucking crazy. And you know what the best part is? He should have had seven. But, you know, Sean Payton said he didn't want to to see the white man not succeed. So he gave Taysom Hill one of the one-yard rushing touchdowns for absolutely no reason. So it could have been seven touchdowns for Kamara, but regardless, six is un- like is insane. Like, I just want to say, I feel so bad for my roommate Ryan. 
he's in the fantasy championship right now against our roommate Matt. And Matt has Kamara going right now. This matchup was supposed to be close. Like, within two points or something like that. And then Kamara casually drops 55 points like it's nothing. Um, <laughs> dude, that was nuts. And I remember the whole timeline today was saying, everyone was saying, why aren't you giving it to Kamara for six? Because they're on the one-yard line, so naturally they decided to go with a QB draw with fucking Taysom Hill. But uh, I'm I'm very glad Kamara got that six one because that is, you, you don't see this you see this like maybe once every ten years or something like that in the NFL where someone just has a yeah. massive performance like that. And that's a guy that's been balling all season long, so it's de- it's definitely well deserved. And he might have just you know sealed the offensive player of the year award. Might have. Yeah, so. Good for good for Alvin Kamara. But I have so, to ask Ian a question. So, I, I know this probably, you know, doesn't mean much to you, but uh, considering the way the last 20 or so years have gone, but obviously the Patriots playoff uh, streak is over. Um, not that we didn't see this coming, but how does it make you feel knowing that you get to, you know, not stress watching January football? You know, this this was going to have to happen eventually, so I kind of accept the inevitable this season that we probably weren't going to make the playoffs. I know when we signed Cam, I was very hype about it. I was very, like, on the Cam Newton train. Obviously, that whole decision did not help us whatsoever. But, um, honestly, it's whatever. Um... I'm excited to see what this team has in the future because I think there are some young pieces we can build around. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm more apathetic to it all than anything. Like when I was younger, if you told me like, yeah, the Patriots are going to go to the playoffs and just dominate the league for 20 years, and then suddenly they were going to stink, I'd probably be like really upset if I had the mindset of someone. If I had my mindset when I was like you know 13 or 14. I'd probably be a lot more upset, but at this point, it's like, whatever. It had to come to an end eventually. It, it's better that, like, the dagger gets put in us now than if we had these kind of performances in January. Yeah. I feel like that would At least, you know, you get Devontae Smith at the end of all this. So. Oh, I hope he doesn't wither away there. Hey, the, yeah. the years after the dynasty are the toughest. This is where... Yeah, look at the Warriors. I was thinking that they look like shit right now. Um, I think for big games this week, I really, I I think there's two, maybe three, if you want to consider Colt Steelers a big game, which actually it could be. I I would technically consider it a big. I do game, think the Colts, Colts are going to win this game, game honestly by pretty easily. Fifteen. I think the Colts win it close. I I I. I the Steelers have to, you know, show up again at some point. I think this is the game. You know, they definitely need a fucking wake up call. They do, and, and you know, the Colts for me, their their biggest question mark is their offense, but their offense has been has been pretty good recently. Uh, so, I don't know if 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 these last three losses aren't a wake up call for the Steelers. I don't know what is. 
You can't be starting a season 11. I got the Bills loss. The Bills loss I should be understood. That was definitely coming, but yeah, you can't be losing to football team and especially not the Bengals minus Burrow. But the thing is, it's not just that they're losing games. It's like they're not even showing up to games, you know, like. They show Juju, up and do their Juju, dances, and then that's yeah, it. Juju, Juju goes in Corvette, Corvettes on the logo, and then he disappears. Yeah, I mean, like, they, it, they, it's been embarrass, embarrassing the way they've been playing in two major facets. One is defensively, right, because their defense is supposed to be, like, the backbone of the team. It's like, oh, T.J. Watt, Micah Fitzpatrick, look at all these pieces we have, and then Ryan Finley goes and dots them up. Like, that shouldn't be happening. And then Ben is just looking like, you know, the 38-year-old quarterback he is, the obese man that he has become. Like He's, like, both the defense and the passing game, which have been the two biggest parts of the team's quote-unquote success this season, have now just disappeared. So I don't know what it's going to take to turn it back around, and I don't, I don't think it will get turned back around. I, we've probably seen the Steelers win their last game of the season at this point. I don't know who, who the first person to mention this was, but my favorite statistic from this season is that Juju that is has made more TikToks this unbelievable. Than, uh, That's incredible. Passes. Juju, man. Juju reeks, dude. It's it's kind of hilarious to think about. I, I've seen Washington fans saying, hey, we need a receiver in the offseason. How would you guys feel about signing Juju Smith-Schuster? I said, nope. No, thank you. Way too much. And like, he's... It's become his thing, now, you know. When you're when you're at a point where Antonio Brown suffered the same thing, you know. When you're at a point where your off the field antics are what people know you for more than your game, you've lost it as a player. You know, it's very it's very hard to come back. Yeah, it's it's just it's too hard he's to turning, come back. He, from. He's turning into you know, the only person I, that gets away with that is Terrell. Because he backed it up T. on the field. gets away with it because yeah. he was one of the best wide receivers of all time. A.B. was the best wide receiver in the league for a little while until his antics just, like, you know, overshadowed what he was doing. T.O.'s antics, no, yeah. yes. They definitely did. He was doing they fucking, never overshadowed he was pumping was iron in the parking lot, or not the parking lot, his driveway. That's that not, was that's not funny, nearly though. as much as I, what I, had gone. I think the it takes, you know, like the generational talents. They can overcome that. Like T.O. did, obviously. Like Michael Vick came back and still dominated the league, you know, like but someone like Juju, it's too late. You know, like it's it's just it's it's too late. You were never that great. You were just the beneficiary of being in one of the league's elite passing offenses and now everyone hates you. So Yeah, so Juju was the number two option, and people liked him because, you know, he was, like, the fun number two option guy who, you know, he was just kind of fun. That, the whole gimmick of him being the fun guy to watch has really worn off, and we kind of realized that this dude literally leached off the fact that Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown were in the same offense as him so he could get more touches. Now that we see him as an as what we would expect to have been the number one option going into this season, he's the probably. Best I mean, Deontay Johnson has emerged as a as a very you know very impressive wide receiver, both catching the ball and you know yak wise. And Claypool is all right, I guess, but I think you know a couple really good games 
kind of made Claypool a little seem a little bit better than he actually is. But I mean, they have talent all over the place, wide receiver wise. They can't run the ball for shit though, which has really been instrumental in their downfalls because they can't do what they can't do what they do good anymore or what they did well anymore, and then they can't run the football at all. So it's just been it's it's been. It's been hard to watch. Well, objectively hard to watch, but I myself love it if the Steelers, you know, just collapse because, because I, you know, it's so, yeah. Next game up is a very big NFC West game: Seahawks Rams. How I think the Rams feeling? take it. Man. I think the Rams take it. I'm not even kidding. Well, I can see that. I don't think. I don't know. I. I don't know how heavily I want to lean into the Jets' loss. It was it was a fluke, um, and that's I I don't think anyone would disagree. It's really bad and bare is a butt fumble level fluke, but I I think the Ram. I don't know, man. The Seahawks seems weird. They're yeah. hard to predict. Yeah, it's. Uh... So the thing about the, the Seahawks, right, I've, I've been thinking about this, is that they were obviously incredible offensively in the first half of the season. And the story was that their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed, right? And so they get Jamal Adams back, and they trade for Carlos Dunlap, and then all of a sudden their defense, you know, actually looks serviceable. But then there's two things, right? One is that now their offense is like, what exactly is their offense? Their offense hasn't really done much in the last month or so. And then two, their defense, the last four games, they've played the Eagles, Giants, Jets, and the Washington football team. Like, that's not, you know, yeah, their defense is playing better, but they're playing some of the worst offenses in football. That was the like Carson Wentz Eagles as well. So, yeah. I just I, they, I just don't get the, I don't get the Seahawks at all. They don't impress me at all. Here's, still. I get that. I get that. Well, here's the thing. If if their defense really is fraudulent and their offense is playing like this, they're gonna they're gonna lose in the first round. Yeah, unless I mean, they win this game and you know they have to make them come to Seattle. That's a that's a huge difference, you know. True, Seattle in the winter is hard for a lot of NFC West teams. Yeah. So this is this is huge, and I'm only taking the Rams because I saw them just dismantle the Seahawks earlier in the season. These but, games are always good. Yeah. There, it's going to be close, you know, in Seattle, cold weather. It's going to be tough. Uh, and, you know, it's, I, I mentioned that thing about golf under pressure. And it it's now very obvious that the Seahawks have a much better pass rush than they did in the first matchup. But I, I, I don't know. I just – this is the prove-it game for me for the Seahawks. The Rams don't really need to prove anything to me. Um, because I've seen them beat good teams this year. I, this is a prove-it game for the Seahawks. I need them to prove to me that they are, you know, what they say they are. I think this is a big prove-it game for both these teams. So you made a great point about Seahawks. you got to prove that you can compete with good teams. The Rams got to prove that this Jets loss, that's just going to be a flash in the pan. That's not going to be anything that's going to affect them in the, fu- uh, in the coming future. Because I can't imagine a loss to the Jets is going to be very good to team confidence. I just can't imagine that locker room was doing very well after that game. I wouldn't think it would be. But 
I do agree with you, Roz. I do have the Rams winning this one. Just because the Seahawks have been so weird this last month in that the offense, which was once best in the league, top five in the league, they've gone cold against you know teams with decent, decent defenses. Yeah, objective. I don't know if you guys are aware, but the Rams have a pretty good defense usually. Objectively, it is a pretty good defense. And then defensively, the Seahawks have been putrid. It, 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 they've objectively been a mess on defense this season for the most part. So I am going to pick the Rams here. I know that is a, that it would be an upset according to the betting lines, but I really do think that the Rams would win this game. And I'm really upset that I'm probably going to have to watch Eagles-Cowboys instead of this game. Because hey, man, it's Jalen Hurts versus Andy Dalton. What more could you ask for? Doesn't get better than that. NFC East football in December, man. You know what? You're right. That's America. You're right. I I think I also want to take the Rams. I mean, I, like it. I can see it going either way. The Seahawks, this is, this is like Raza said, a prove-it game for them because they have some wins I like, but I, I just don't know. They lost to Colt McCoy, man. I, I've said that so many times. Like, like it's true though that you lost to Colt McCoy. Like it's bad. And the last game, this might this is a game of the fucking year candidate. Packers Titans. And they're both they both have something to play for. Yeah, there's a shit ton on the line in this game. A, a lot. For both these teams. I mean the Packers, you know, they need they need everyone they can get in pursuit of the one seed, and then the Titans. The Titans, you know, do have the benefit of seeing what happens to the Colts before this game happens. But assuming the Colts beat the Steelers, then the Titans are really playing for their division lives. Uh, so this is this is huge for both teams, for both conferences, both playoff races, uh, and well, I don't know what what do you, what do you guys think. What do you I guys like, think happening? I like the pack and Lambo. Okay. And it's hard. Here's, a th- here's the thing. It's, it's Tennessee hard struggles with good offense. offenses. I mean, Baker fucking ripped them a new one. That is true. Um, and on the road against a very, I mean, the most disciplined player in NFL fucking history. I mean, it's tough to beat. And it's just tough to beat them in general, but at home with the one seed on the line, I cannot see the Packers losing that. Yeah, it's it's you know they've been so good all season. Um, no, I don't think... get me wrong; they have questionable games, like really questionable games, like that Colt one. They lost to the Vikings. They got fucking destroyed by the Bucks. I but. I, I, I think they have a grip now. I think the Packers know what they're doing. I think this game is going to be an absolute shootout because the Packers are not great against the run. Not so here. naturally you get Derrick Henry, who's a, a, a human refrigerator. You've taken Derrick Henry or a bear. Whatever, just set, insert I'm probably taking Derrick Henry. Here. One. Um, how many bears are we yeah, talking? Probably. Just one? Oh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. No. I mean, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. 
It might be. It might Is be. Is that Bear Derek Yoki, Henry? Though. Oh, then 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 no, no, he doesn't. I think I think. Derek I mean, I've seen Bears play. lose to Leonardo DiCaprio, so Derek Henry sure. I do see what you mean, though, Ian. Derek Henry um, is bigger than one Lee of the Lee. points I was going to make about the Packers was that, like, elite running backs and like not not necessarily elite running back, like really good running games, really physical running teams have given them fits. The three teams they lost to each have you know elite running games. Like the Bucks ran along with them, the Colts ran along with them. Dalvin Cook ran for two hundred yards against them. Um, it was, but you know, division it happens. Um, that was a weird. So I, I see this being a big game for the Titans running game, and then obviously if they get the run game going, the Tannehill plays really well. And honestly, even if they don't, Tannehill has still been really, really good this year. Um, but my problem with the Titans is that they just they don't get any pressure uh, on on the quarterback. I saw a stat they're like either thirtieth or thirty first in like QB pressures or QB hits or something like that. So a comfortable Rogers. Um, that's not something you want to exactly go up against. But that being said, I did pick the Titans to win this game. And I'm sticking with that. I think the Titans are, are, are going to win this game. I just, I don't know why. I, I can just see it. It's not very often I pick against against Aaron Rodgers. But if they can keep Devontae Adams in check, right? And if they can just, if they can get their offense going if they can keep the Packers' offense off the field, just follow follow the model for what the Colts did in that game, and and they will be fine. Don't turn the ball over. Run the ball effectively. Let Ryan Tannehill do his thing. I just think the Titans, both these teams match up super, super well with one another. I just think the Titans match up a little bit better because of what they can do offensively. So, it, I, I, I don't know if it'll either be super low scoring or it'll be... It's like a Ravens-Browns level shootout, but in any case, I'm, I'm just going to stick with my gut and take the Titans. I I don't hate the pick. I don't think it's unreasonable because I understand this Titan team is good. They're tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Packers are only like two and a half point favorites or something like that. Three and a half, I believe, at the moment. Uh, I have it'll, it'll definitely be close. They'll be like that. It's a game of the year candidate, hundred <clears> percent. <throat> I agree. Now it's time to talk something important. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, so nobody watches that puzzle. True. Now we're going to something else. Nobody watches uh, the Canelo Bowl. No, I'm kidding. No one did watch that though. I'm so sorry that y'all had to play on Christmas. We got. We got to talk about the NCAA. Thoughts and it is playoff season. The teams are set. I'm not happy with it. You're, you're not happy with it? No. So well, I'm not happy with Notre Dame. Okay. You, you, who would you have put at four? I would have probably put Anum. Okay. Ian, do you have any disagreements with Notre Dame? I know why. They, I see why they put Notre Dame at four. I don't disagree with them putting it with if they put A and M at four, but 
realistically, it doesn't matter that much because whichever team that is true. But I, you know, it, it, it does matter for getting curbs. It's principle. It's, it's a principle thing. Yeah. So I. Okay, I I talked about this before conference championship weekend because my dumbass was like, yeah, I could see Notre Dame beating Clemson again. Uh, that did not happen, obviously. Not even but close. Not even remotely close. Um, but I thought that if Clemson won that game, it wasn't going to be in the fashion that they did win that game in. Like, they were 10, 10 and a half point favorites. I was like, that's, that's a fucking charity. That's blasphemy. Um, but they won by 24. Um, and Notre Dame didn't even look like they belonged on the same field as them, despite, you know, being them earlier in the season. Uh, so that made me think, like, if this team got blown out this badly in their biggest game of the season, would they really deserve a playoff spot? And I said, I, I, I said, I thought to myself, if they lost to Clemson, they still deserve to be in. But the fashion they lost to Clemson in was really sketchy, in my opinion. So I, I didn't, I, don't, I didn't have a problem with them being in, but I definitely wouldn't have a problem with them being left out. That. Also, also, that being said, though, I wouldn't have put Texas A&M in the force. If it was up to me, and they said, listen, we don't like the way Notre Dame looked, we're going to kick them out, who should we put at number four? My answer would have been Cincinnati. No. And I, and I, and I, hate, I hate people who think Cooper 5 teams uh, should make the playoff. But this was a wacky season. You know, all the teams above them had at least, you know... A loss or two. Even Florida finished above them with three losses. You know, Cincinnati was a nine and zero undefeated Power Five. Oh, sorry, not Power Five. Group Five champ with three top twenty-five wins and a top twenty total offense, total defense, scoring offense, and scoring defense. Only Clemson can say that as well. So yeah, they're a group of top five team, but to their credit, they played in the best group of five conference, and they had all the stats and the wins to make up for it. Like, they had more top 25 wins than Ohio State did. Uh, I'm going to stop this. Here's the thing. I I think you're completely wrong. Um, I am sick of people getting tricked by these teams. And I would, if they played and beat Coastal Carolina, maybe I'd agree with you. But they they, they just weren't on the schedule. Yeah, but Coastal wasn't anything special, you know? Like, I'm perfectly but it, fine with But Coastal. it would have mattered. That would have mattered. If they played and beat Coastal, that would have mattered. I mean, maybe. But they still had three top 25 wins. You know? Honestly, I look at this college football season, I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't really respect it at all. This is not, it was handled too poorly for me to take it that serious. I mean, here's the thing, especially in the Big Ten. I mean, Ohio, poor Ohio State. Like, I don't even blame Ohio State for what happened because it really wasn't their fault. Yeah, it wasn't their fault at all. Um, and it, I'll tell you what, what, watching bits of that Big Ten championship game, they looked like a team that had only played six games. And, yeah. And that does worry me because now they're being tossed to fucking Clemson, who, I mean, let's face it, unbelievable team. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'll give you know shocker. I'll give Ohio State a pass for their quote unquote poor performance. 
you know, yeah, you're right. They've only played, that was only their sixth game of the season, but they're also missing 22 players, uh, including their top wide receiver. So, although, I mean, Justin Field struggles. Anybody else find that a little bit sketchy? Yeah. Like, people are, people are putting out mock drafts with, Zach Wilson going ahead of Justin Fields. We'll see what happens in this play. The playoff is going to decide that if he's QB two or not. I mean, obviously QB one, no matter what. So Trevor Lawrence, that's who's going to save or break a job. If you don't draft Trevor Lawrence at one, you're losing your job. Yeah, I mean, it's really amusing matter of QB two. I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, will like the uh, the weather down in Jacksonville. Hopefully, but um, yeah. The committee definitely got the four teams right, but it's like I said, if if Notre Dame got kicked to the curb, I would have been okay with it. The reason, so I understand why you would think A and M would deserve to be in, right? But but I just don't like rematches uh, that aren't in conference championship games, especially if it's in the playoffs. No, they're not. Like, I don't, like, they're not I, in the same conference. I'm talking about if A and M got in, you would have a Alabama A and M rematch in a game where Alabama already won by 28. Like, well, Alabama is winning by at least 20 to whoever they play. It's just more. It would have been really nice for A and M. You know, it would have been nice for A and M to say, you know what, we made a college football playoff, and it would have been nice to see some new shit because honestly, this shit's getting boring. Like. I mean, this is, this is the same four teams every single year. Yeah, and it's it's boring. So truthfully, the, the, that's what the college football playoff has done. Is it's almost bottlenecked college football. It's certainly bottlenecked recruiting uh, because the, so somebody was talking about this. Six six programs have won games in the college football playoff. Okay, that's. Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, uh, Oregon, Georgia, and there was a six team in there somewhere. Uh, but whichever those six, whatever those six teams were, of those six teams, those were the top six teams in total uh, recruiting class rankings in 2020. And now, four, four, three of those four teams, Ohio State, Clemson. Alabama are just are back in it, and it's at this point where the number four team, like you said, it almost doesn't matter anymore. Like I, I like, I, I think the stat is interesting that more four seeds have won the college football playoff than one seeds. In fact, LSU last year was the first and only ever one seed to win it, so two four seeds won it before a one seed did. But those two four seeds were Ohio State and Alabama. You know, so even if you were to throw in like a, a Texas A&M or a, a Georgia or a Cincinnati or something like that, they just they don't have the, the prowess that those teams do, the talent that those teams do. So what the playoff has done really is, you know, they've just said like, yeah, Alabama, Clemson and Ohio State and like, you know, maybe Oklahoma will just run the sport for however long that the playoff is at four teams, which, you know, I'm fine with. I'm not a fan of expansion. I mean, so. even if we expand to six, there's only... Like, I, I used to be a big expand to eight guy. Now I think about it and I see it, there'd be, like, two watchable games. Yeah, right? That's the thing. The gap between the top and even... The, the gap between That's the A-plus tier and the A-tier in college football 
it's already so. Dog, I mean, the gap cool. between one and or two and three this year. I mean, like not to say Ohio State's that bad, but like you got a team that played six games and a team that is like you know, I mean, they've been the national championship the last two years. They're probably going to be fully healthy. I mean, and they played every game on their schedule. I mean, it's not fair. I mean, Ohio State didn't even get their rivalry game this year. I mean, they they really didn't get much at all. They got donated a sixth game just so they could be in this. Yeah. Imagine if they lost that. That would have been funny, though. That would have been uh, that would, embarrassing. That would have been pretty funny. You know, Ohio State, three of their games were canceled. Two of them weren't their fault, so... And I, under, I understand the six-game argument, but, you know, they, they played the teams that they, they could play, and they beat them all pretty convincingly. Um, they deserve it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's arguing that Ohio State... They deserve it. I'm just very skeptical of them. ...to be in the CFP based on how good of a team they are. Well, I, I, Oh, yeah. I don't oh, think I'm saying something controversial when I say that. I think oh, this is okay. absolutely going to be an Alabama-Clemson national championship. I do think both games will be closer I mean, like than people said, are, such are saying. Like, I would take both underdogs to cover. Um, Maybe. But it, it opened at, like, 19 and a half. It's probably still, you know, I don't around know, that I don't area. Know what Bama and actually, I think it opened at 17 and a half, and it's gone a little bit down since so, but I, I'm, it's somewhere in like the 18 to 20 range. Um, imagine, imagine they fucked around and gave four to Oklahoma. What a playoff spot! Yeah, that would have been. Just for them to lose to another SEC team. Yeah, I mean, F- Florida really just threw away their season, right? Literally with the shoe yeah. throw. Yeah, they, yeah, they literally <laughs> threw that shit away. Um, Bro, honestly, I'm going to just say it. Big 12 is Walmart SEC. I mean, shit, the SEC is just Walmart Big 12 with the way they were playing offense this year. That's true. Although I I will say it's good to see the SEC uh, deciding to play offense. It's made their product much more watchable. So, good good for them. Now the Big 10 is the boring conference. So, good for us. Big 10... The Big Ten is pop Warner football. The Big Ten the was. Big Ten has I mean, been boring. The worst Power Five conference this year? Question mark. Probably. I mean, yeah. Right. I I don't know if it's fair to say that. We'll, we'll find out soon. Thing, like, over the but I, I do think both games will be closer than Vegas thinks. Um, but I obviously see Ohio State and Clemson coming out with dubs. I think you know both Notre Dame and Ohio State are. Good teams, talented teams, but they're going to need nothing short of a miracle to overcome the insanely talented teams that are going to be in front of them. Dude, I'm so, you know, you know, I like I like that every other sport, you know, every other sport had chaos this year. You had you had the Marlins in the playoffs in MLB, and they actually got to the second round. Uh, you had the Rays in the MLB, you know, World Series. Uh, the Heat made it to the NBA Finals, and here's college football giving us Bama-Clemson for the, I, for the, what, seventh, sixth time? So, well, we you know, we didn't get it last year, but if memory serves, 
me correctly, this is the fifth time in the last six seasons. So almost every single college football player. Yeah, the 2015-16 National Championship, the 2016-17 National Championship, the 2017-18 um, semifinal, the 2018-19 National Championship, and then now we're looking at the 2020-2021 National Championship. Five times in six years. Yeah, man, I got to start questioning the NCAA. No, they probably don't care. They're making pain. Yeah, they're sleep. They're sleep. In, in the words of my good friend John Rivers, they're sleeping well at night. They sleep well at night knowing yeah. that no other team will ever be good, you know? Yeah, I mean, they they, they got lucky last year with Joe Burrow. Yeah, they were like, yeah, oh, they, we almost, they almost missed their SEC bag. Oof. I, I think more prospects should be like Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think just randomly having. I think really all season. prospects should wait till like their really sixth year of college to become really like good at football. College football playoff. True. Well, that's remember it's six years of college. Like you know, you have six no. Years please, of how to play that'd be such a way. He doesn't. Need, he he would have been number one overall if he left out of college. Football. If he could leave his freshman year. Yeah, I was gonna say Trevor Lawrence. These last two seasons have not mattered for that man at all. He is getting the bag no matter what. It's just a matter of who. Yeah, and, and Clemson fans, they, they care too much about the Heisman and Trevor, you know, now winning the Heisman. Because, you know, obviously, he is he the best prospect in college football? Obviously, but you know, if they're going to cry because my man Devontae Smith is going to win the Heisman, then we got to talk. I listen, man. I would not even. I I can't say that's a wrong decision to give Devonte the Heisman. I really I, can't. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Like he's just insane. That dude's gonna be unbelievable at the next level. Yeah, he wouldn't put. He wouldn't have put up these numbers if Waddle didn't get hurt. But uh, you know, he, he stepped up and he he, he was he was unbelievable. We get. I mean, we some of these people disrespectful, like the Mac Jones shit. The Mac Jones is a more. That's disrespectful. But no, I definitely. I I I think I think the Heisman has literally. I mean, most of the people that have won ever have been QBs, but it's the last few years have been like a exclusively QB reward. Yeah, the last non-QB um, to win it was Derrick Henry in 2015. The last wide receiver to win it was Desmond Howard in 1997. So hopefully that ends this year. Hey, man. You know how good you got it? Yeah. I mean, if there was a year to end it, I think Devontae Smith probably... That's that's a good point. He, he's, he's put up honestly, incredible I, numbers, I especially for a, a Rona year. season and a shortened season. Like, he's put up numbers in an 11 game schedule that some quarterbacks couldn't put up in a, in a 13 game schedule you know like it's it's been oh, mm. he's not going to get it cuz his team lost too many games i can see that you know they the it's you know it's kind of like the nfl mvp they say he goes to just the best player on the best team uh, so trask trask has heisman numbers but uh, you know it, it, florida they they just I don't know. They, I feel like the LSU loss really took Trask out of the picture, which is very unfortunate because of the numbers he's put up. And I mean, he was awesome in the SEC title game against 
Alabama. Now, granted, Alabama's defense is absolutely nothing special. Um, but I, I do think Trask statistically deserves it the most. But, uh, I mean, Devontae's numbers are also insane. Um, I, I don't know, man. Trask, I, I, I mean, he didn't have the magical last year, bro. Did when you know he win every game, go to the championship, beat Trevor Lawrence. But I don't know, man. People are going to pay attention. He's probably going to go in the first round now, and that wasn't going to happen if he left last year. Yeah, perhaps he'll be a New England Patriot. <laughs> hey, you could bring guy Cam Newton for another year. You know, we could do worse. Hey, man, re- rebuilds, rebuilds are rebuilds. I but I do want to ask you guys, we're all in unison that this will be an Alabama Clemson deal. You know, because, you know, we have IQs above our ages. Uh, um, but once we get there on January 11th in Miami, who would you guys take, Alabama or the Clemson Tigers? Um, I think it depends. I think it's going to depend on how each team plays their their semifinal game. Um, and truth be told, any given it's any given Saturday, like or a Monday in this case. Well, I guess yeah. In this case, it'd be Monday. Um. So I don't know. I feel like I'll be more. I feel like I can make a more accurate decision after those semifinal games. But if if you had to pick now. If I had to pick right now, well, I I think I'd pick Alabama based on the fact I'm way more confident against mm. Alabama against ND than I am Clemson Bama. Even though I'm pretty confident in Clemson versus Bama or Clemson versus Ohio State, right? But I mean, but if there was an upset, obviously it's more likely to be Ohio State than ND. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Ian. Yeah, I'm I'm a lot more confident in uh, Alabama to beat Clemson than I would be Clemson against Alabama. So I guess gonna I mean the only two QBs to do if it is a memory right now. Trevor Lawrence is all definitely gonna yeah. go yeah. Alabama here. And Johnny Football, don't forget that. Well, that wasn't that. That's not that recent. That was that was a long time ago now. That dude ain't even. I don't even know what that dude do now. Teaching high school football somewhere in Texas. Actually, I think I saw him at McDonald's the other day. Yeah, actually, I actually gave him my bag back because I said you the fries were too unsalted. Fair. I actually threw them at him. Oh, okay. Maybe that type of customer. <laughs> Only the Johnny Ritzel. I think, you know, my gut would tell me to go with Alabama. But uh, Dabo Swinney and Clemson, they give... They give Alabama fits more than anyone else in the country, and we've already seen Lawrence beat them once. Um, and I brought up Alabama's defense earlier, but Alabama's defense is so suspect. Like, even their best player, Patrick Sertain, gets burnt every week. Uh, and Clemson's wide receivers aren't bad at all. So I think it would be a very close game. I'd probably roll with, with Alabama. But it would not shock me at all if Clemson. Was I mean, tr- I rag on you know we get Bama Clemson every year, but there is a reason for that, and the games are typically very good. 
Yeah, I mean that that twenty, the last two, the that last we've gotten, one were not it was not very good. I mean, the last two that we've gotten weren't very good, right? A twenty-eight point win for Clemson and a seventeen point win for Alabama, but the first two were awesome. So I guess we're due for for a great national championship. I mean, and if we, we are going to get Clemson Bama again, we deserve the know, first ever. championship game is all right. That second one's a classic. Um, this, the, fir- the, the first one was more than just I. That was a great yeah, one. but that second one was like. Yeah, that was second. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the semifinal matchup wasn't very good. I don't think. Someone had it down. Oh no, Bama snuck in. They didn't deserve it, and then they ended up winning the. Everyone was crying. They didn't deserve it, and then they won the championship. Yeah, I think uh, in hindsight, the committee got that right. Uh, yeah, they won. So that was two a year, right? When they just threw two in there. Said, fuck yep. It. Yeah, <laughs> they said fuck it to a ten mile. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happened with college football. Unfortunately, I'm the only chaos we're gonna get is within the games and not in the matchups themselves, which isn't, which isn't very fun. Cause like it would have been funny to see Cincinnati get their ash like just fucking destroyed by Alabama. Like it would have been funny because it's like, what the fuck is Cincinnati doing there? You know? Yeah. But, but I, like think it, I, th- I think it would have been. I think it would be funny. If Ohio State wins it all with eight games under their belt, like they would finish, they would they would finish eight and zero, playing eight games when they were scheduled to play eight games in conference play alone, not even counting a conference title game. Like yeah. the boomers in, in SEC country would would be irate. I, I think there actually there would be some sweat pouring off the uh, the heads of the NCAA if that actually did happen. Yeah, they would need to just vacate that, that title. Would... That that would not be a good look for them at all. A, a team that played sixty games, steamrolling everybody, even Alabama. I mean, their their golden child, Alabama. I mean, that would not be good for them. I mean, the Big Ten. I mean, listen, the Big Ten was definitely fucking sweating. They probably made some calls at halftime. <laughs> like, listen, Ohio State could not lose this fucking game. Get a grip. Yeah, they called Ryan Day and said, take the ball out of Justin Fields' hands and just run the fucking football, please. And he was like, okay. I, Let's be honest. They they called the they called the stripes. Maybe. It's not like refereeing was the difference in that game. No, it was it was getting the ball out of Justin Fields' hands, which As they do. probably means he's probably not QB2, but what do I know? Yeah, he'll get a chance to prove himself against Clemson defense. That is no joke, but that could be ugly. So only time. Yeah, that's probably not going to go that well. You don't want to prove it game against fucking Clemson, dog. Yeah, the same, the same exactly Indiana. Like yeah. the the, yeah, what, the what only two teams in the whole Clemson. nation you don't want to prove it game against are Clemson and Alabama. And if you want to prove it, you've probably got to run through them both. I I, th- I think it'll be fun. Like I said, I see it. I see the games not necessarily being blowouts. So, and I think the Natty could be a lot of fun. So, but we'll see. Or we could just get Ohio State Notre Dame and everyone sleeps at halftime of the. God, I'm not watching that. I'm not even kidding. I'm not watching that game.
That's not even that's not even you know, good chaos. I might chaos. watch it's it in solidarity like, with Team Chaos. It is chaos, but it's not like it's not even fun. I mean, it's like 2020 ends January 1st, 2021. People wake up, they're like, ah, finally. Now life can go back to normal. And the first two games of 2021 see Ohio State beating Clemson and Notre Dame beating Alabama. We're like, ah, okay. It's this type of this type of shit we're going back to. Okay. I see you, God. Well, I think we can kind of wrap this motherfucker up, huh? Shit, man! If I brought us in, I guess I guess I'll bookend it. Raza, you want to do the outro uh, episode one twenty four? If you want to follow the pod, I'll just I'll make it up on the fly. If you want to follow the pod, uh, it's at IWH Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow me, it's at Razu underscore. Um, I have a blog. I think sports fans who listen to this will really check out. It's in the bio of my Twitter. But in case you don't have a Twitter and you just want to type it in, it's Raza Talk Sports at word uh, dot wordpress.com so check that out i put a lot of work into that as well uh ian is ian mq6 spelled c-u-s-i-c-k um bryce is obviously at its beer is i-t-s-b-r-i-z-z thank you guys for listening i love you all and yeah have a good one thank you <laughs>